Drum roll, please. From WNYC, you are listening to the Radio Rookies Podcast. A show that puts listeners in the shoes of teenagers. Our lives, our communities, our world. Radio Rookies help me learn that the power of the mic, that the power of the mic is a beautiful thing. I'm Courtney Stein, a producer here at WNYC's Radio Rookies. This story is from 25-year-old Destiny Mabry. Usually we work with teenagers, but Destiny came to us as part of a workshop we were doing around intimate partner violence. She wanted to share the story of how relationship abuse has impacted her family for generations. A note to listeners, the story contains descriptions of violence against women. My mom is one of the cool moms. I'm so fancy. She plays way too much. Mommy, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Say what you want. How you want a man to treat your child? I want a man that's going to respect her, love her, don't be trying to sex her. I was always open with my mother, telling her who I was dating, detail for detail. But there were certain things that I left out, like when my boyfriend started mistreating me. I didn't tell anyone. Honestly, I was embarrassed. But now I talk about it because I want people to know what to look out for. I'm at an after-school program in the Bronx. Y'all don't want to be here? There are about 15 kids in the room. I can see it in y'all face, honestly. Mostly boys. I'm Destiny, I'm 24, and I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I was 19 when I met my ex. And back then, I was always insecure. But he would text me like 10 times a day, telling me how pretty I was and how badly he wanted me. What's your question? They used to beat you? Nah, I was never beaten or shot. I was never stabbed. I was never shot. You was bullied? I was bullied. It's about control. Period. He tried to tell me what I should wear, when I could go out. He even tried to control when we got intimate. But he saw nothing wrong with any of that. He would say, you don't have any black and blues, so it's not that serious. I knew my sister Kia was going through the same thing with her husband. We barely knew this guy. One day they were married, then they moved down south, and right after that she got pregnant with my nephew Kyla. One, two, three. This is him sitting in his onesie, counting on the couch with Kia. Seven. Then she had my niece Sarai. Kia sent me this video of Sarai standing up on her own in her crib. Since they were so far away, the only way I could see them was through FaceTime or Instagram. Hey, everybody, just got that new Xbox One. Awesome sauce. Kia loved posting these corny videos. I figured it out. My video has sound now. I'm finna go to the fair and eat my butt off. Yay! Her husband bought them a brand new white house with a white picket fence. It sounds perfect, right? But it turns out there was so much undercover stuff we didn't know about. He had 100% control over my sister. She never left the house unless it was with him. And she was even sneaking to call me. The last time I saw Kia, I told her, you know the way he's treating you is not right. But she just had her head down and said, I'm just doing what I have to do as a wife. He's never hit me. Kia Von Miller. 
I try not to do this too often, but every once in a while I'll type in Kia's name in Google. In January of 2014, my sister's husband killed her and their two children. Then he killed himself. Police were dispatched to the home where they found the bodies of Kyler Devane Miller and Sarai Raquel Miller dead in their bedrooms. I just can't believe this happened. I still can't believe it happened. I can't believe he did that to his whole family. Mommy taught us the basics, you know, don't talk to strangers and say a grace before every meal. She didn't tell us to watch out for people who try to control or disrespect us. And why do you think parents don't talk to their kids about domestic violence? Um, I think they don't want to harden their hearts and take away their innocence so that they don't know about the hardships that happen in families. But when a kid sees something, they're not innocent to it anymore. And since we don't talk to kids about it, they come up with their own conclusions. At least that's what I did. Do you think that children mimic their parents? Oh yeah, they learn what they live. I remember mommy's boyfriend going into these episodes of rage, yelling, cursing, vandalizing the house, even throwing things at her. But we never spoke about it. So I thought that's what happens when you get serious with someone. You yell, you cry, and you fight. If I said, okay, mommy, I witnessed him screaming at you, you crying, begging him to stop, and you never left. Why didn't you teach us about that? Why didn't you tell us that's not what you should settle with or that's not normal, that's not healthy? That's a mistake. That was a mistake for me not to educate you that that is not normal. To not leave and then say, you see what just happened? Never allow anybody to do that to you. So why, why do you think Kia didn't say anything to us? For one, I think she didn't want to be a single parent like me. So she dealt with it. Like a lot of people do. They stay together because of the kids. And they don't tell anybody anything. Exactly. Kia didn't say anything. Just like my mother, my mother's mother, and my great-grandmother. As far back as we can call it. So you got to be careful about who you bring up into your life. My grandmother is a tough one. She never spoke to us about her abuse, but she always warned us about men. And you don't be letting nobody be bringing you down. No man, nobody, nobody. Grandma tried to talk to Kia about her husband. I said, Kia, you have a family. You do not have to stay there. And you got a grandma. And I said, you could always come here. She said, yes, grandma. I know. I'm praying on it. That's what she told me. I'm praying on it. But she wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. I can see why she didn't say anything. It's not easy. It's hard to even admit that to yourself. It's not like you wake up one day like, 
Yo, Instagram, what's up? My boyfriend abused me last night. It was crazy. That does not really happen. Nobody talks about domestic violence like that. Hi. But telling my story publicly is how I'm starting to heal. In January of 2014, my sister Kia and her two children, Sarai and Kyla, were murdered by her husband. Now I've started to become more conscious about saying their names when I speak out. Because every time I Google Kia Vaughn Miller, of course, it's all bad for a good two pages. I don't want Kia to be known for just that. So that's why I say my sister Kia, my nephew Kyler, and my niece Sarai. 20, say cheese. Cheese. For WNYC, I'm rookie reporter Destiny Mabry. All right, ready? Radio Rookies is supported by the Axe, right? The Axe Houghton Foundation. The Bay and Paul Foundations. The Fred L. Emerson Foundation. The Hive Digital Media Learning Fund and the New York Community Trust. The National Endowment for the Arts. Margaret Newbart Foundation. Newman's Newman's Own Foundation. The New York City Department of Cultural Affairs. The New York State Council on the Arts. On the Arts or of the Arts? The Pinkerton Foundation. The Smart Family Foundation. The W. Clement and Jesse V. Stone Foundation. And Time Warner Cable. Radio Rookies is produced by Courtney Stein, Kari Picken, Andrew Mambo, Sanda Tai, and Maureen, Ma- wait, Marianne, right? And Marianne McCune. Our mix engineers are Paul Schneider, Wayne Schulmeister, Casey Means, and Mike Jones. Radio Rookies theme music was produced by... Wait, what theme music? <laughs> what, what theme music does Radio Rookies have? I don't know. <laughs> they were just trying to give somebody a shout out. <laughs>